Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Happy Friday. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Saw this story this morning, and I had to do a double take. I thought it was fake or maybe an old story. This can't be real. Kevin Hart is wheelchair-bound, and I thought, why? Well, he decided to race former NFL running back Stephen Ridley, and now he says his entire body is a mess. He tore his lower abdomen and abductors. He can't feel his lower body. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. He can't move his legs. He can barely get out of the car. Take a listen. Well, you know it's going to be bad. Anytime somebody starts off by saying, well, it's bad. Ladies and gentlemen, the age 40 is real. To all my men, women out there that are 40 years old and above, uh, it's not a game. Respect that age. Respect that age. Or that age will will make you respect it. I was just forced to respect it. Um, This is just a public service announcement because I know people may see me out. And I don't want you to be alarmed. But I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm in a wheelchair. Why? Well, because I tried to jump out there and do some young stuff. Try to go out there and do some young, uh, some young man stuff, and I was told to sit my ass down. Shouts out to Stephen Wiley. I'm gonna go and put this story out there before you do. Me and Stephen, we got into a little debate. This debate was based off of who was faster. Those that know me know I'm pretty fast. Stephen said, "Kevin, ain't no way you gonna beat me." Stephen is an ex uh, NFL running back, played for the New England Patriots. Very good guy. I said, "Steve, you can bet it." He said, "Bet." I said, "Bet." We get out there, we go run the 40-year-old dash. 40-yard dash. Guys, I blew all my shit. Tore my lower abdomen. I, my abductors are torn. I don't even know what that is, but I tore them. I tore those two. <laughs> I can't walk. Sit my ass down. This is 44. Oh, my gosh. There's some other things he talked about, but uh, I'll let you Google that. <laughs> it was <laughs> wild. But the thing is, uh, I guess, like, The Rock... Uh, came after him and he said and Kevin Hart says listen when I'm healthy again everyone that laughed at me I'm coming for you and he said it's not even about he's like I'm in shape this is like different but I could see what he means like sprinting a 40-yard dash is different than like working out at the gym and lifting weights it's a different type of conditioning Um, and also as someone who's over 40 I I can feel his pain 100%. (laughs) He's wiry. Like, how how would we uh, describe Kevin? Like, what kind of comps would we have for him uh, as far as uh, description? No, he's he's definitely in shape. Uh, I I would agree with that. But I I would love to know the conditions with which they felt it would be appropriate to to race each other uh, as quickly as possible. Because, again, like, when you're running, for instance, if you tend to run long distances – then you're probably not sprinting that much, especially like a little short burst, uh, like what Kevin Hart's talking about. Uh, if you weight train, maybe you don't max, but the one time you do, you tear everything up. So if you're used to a certain kind of exercise, 
and then you do something completely different that goes beyond just shocking the body, I can see how this can happen. Uh, I'm not too surprised. I feel for him. It stinks. Um, it's funny how he described it, but I'm not laughing at him because I know very well one day that could be me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad. So if anyone ever tries to uh, race and, you know, wants to be serious about it, just think of this story and decide to pass. If you're under 40, have at it over 40. <laughs> it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> it is funny how 40 you... is like the magic number. Like that, that is the magic number when it comes to like overall health and like not completely destroying yourself whenever you're doing anything. And I don't know why yeah. that seems to be the magic number, but it, but like everyone I've ever spoken to who does any kind of conditioning over 40, they, they say the same thing. It's like, once that number hits, everything changes. Well, and it goes back to our conversation that we have about these aging veteran quarterbacks. You think mm -hmm. about playing in the NFL at a high level, even if you're getting close to 40, like Tom Brady was that dude that was able to pull it off, but I'll believe it when I see it because it's just, it's just the thing. As we get older, things just aren't the same. Even if you think it in your head, like you think like you're 20 or in your early 30s, you're not. Like your body is not. Mm -hmm. Mentally, perhaps, but your body is going to be <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm going to show you. So, yeah. Father uh, time's can't... undefeated. Exactly. There you go. So, speaking of NFL players, in a large anonymous survey conducted by ESPN, a number of NFL players have really taken to issue with part of the league's sports gambling policy. So they're fighting back it. They're upset, and they, they're voicing their concerns. Now, they surveyed about 53 players anonymously, and it seems like the consensus from what I'm reading is they think that they should be allowed – there should be an amendment to be allowed to bet on non-NFL sporting, um, you know, teams or leagues or whatever mm -hmm. you, you know, like NBA, for example, at team facilities. Right now they can't. Obviously NFL is off the table, but they think they should be able to bet on other sports while they're at team facilities. Uh, I mean, for me, it's kind of like, just do it at home. You know, like you should yeah. be watching film and paying attention to the meetings. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. if you're on a team plane and there's a delay and you're bored, I could see that maybe getting a pass. But, like, inside the team facility, you are there for work. We're lucky we get paid to do sports betting, but most people should not be on their phones betting while they're working. I, I agree with you there. It is funny how this feels a little generational to me. You know, I, I hate to say like we're acting like we're old people here because we're not. We're not like the old people like on the balcony. At Kevin the Hart. But yeah, or Kevin Hart. Oh my gosh, he's long in the tooth. But I, I look at this and go, you're right. Team facilities are meant largely for work. Yeah, there's a little camaraderie and you do have things that, that can be recreational. You're not working, you know, every single minute you're there. But at least for me anyway, whenever I'm engaged in sports betting, I'm looking up so many things. I'm crunching numbers. Maybe I'm trying to get news, whatever it is. I can't just break out my phone, make a bet that I thought about for all of 10 seconds and then move on with my day. I'm just not wired that way. 
So this notion that, that someone might be and they're not going to look up anything else, first off, that feels like bad process. And so that's bad. But also, too, that takes time and you're there for work and you're getting paid to practice to be as good of a football player as you possibly can be. Why are you trying to take away so much time just to bet on sports? Like, I, I'm with you. This doesn't make sense. And not to mention facilities can do things like turn off the Wi-Fi or block certain sports betting sites, whatever it is. Like, this is something that the league and individual teams can also do uh, to prevent their players from getting in further trouble. So this is sort of a collective effort that could be happening. And I've got to imagine that the sportsbook apps will put limits, you know, because obviously NFL players have access to a lot more money than the casual better. Uh, but, you know, if they're betting on like the main sports books, uh, like we have access to, I mean, you do you, a, a young player may not be thinking about managing money, you know, when you have so much coming in, but you think about the peer pressure. You start talking about games. I'm going to put X amount on it. I'm going to do this. And it's like all of a sudden you're being super irresponsible. And I just think that probably doesn't need to be done at a team facility. It's probably those conversations are going to get had anyway. I'm sure, you know, after they go home, they meet up. Uh, you know, they're having dinner, do it then. Like there's plenty of times, but I don't think it needs to be an all day thing when you have breaks in between meetings, or maybe, you know, you just showered after practice and you're talking about stuff and you want to place these bets. It just seems like, or, you know, parlays just, I just think it, it, it leaves more room to be irresponsible as well. But when it comes to the aspect of should NFL players be allowed to bet on non football related events and I would also sort of group NFL and college football together because oftentimes these things are very much yeah, correlated but should yeah. an NFL player be allowed to bet on an NBA, NBA. Game or something? I yeah, think so I probably have I probably have less of a problem with that just because you know we talked about this before perhaps even off air where, you know, sometimes former athletes are not the best uh, when it comes to overall sports betting. Otherwise, they'd all be making a ton of money, and a lot of them don't. But I think also, too, that a football player and a basketball player, like, yeah, they may have conversations. There may be connections. You're not actually in the day-to-day. -day. You're not part of those, those locker room meetings. You're not, you know, getting plays called by your head coach. Uh, on an NBA team. So the information is overall limited. And in that respect, I think it's fine. I get like the conspiracy theorists out there will think, oh, well, NFL players, they know so much more. They may know more, but they're not going to know a lot more. So I probably have less of a problem with it, although I understand why the NFL has that rule in place. Or you just even think about the offseason, like, you know, the NCAA tournament, NBA finals, like, I, I assume all of that's off limits to them too. Even if the season's over, they can't do it, right? It's just period. It's very black and white from what I understand. So yeah, I, I think is. that I think there should be some amendment to this, um, but it still needs to be strict because you don't want to have a gray area and it just gets crazy. Like maybe it is limited to the off season and other sports, and that just keeps it more simple. And the question is, if there are gray areas, how often will players still violate it? And perhaps that's one reason why certain rules are in place is because 
the ambiguity is suggesting, you know what, just don't bet at all. And that's the safest way to avoid having any problems. And so even if you amend things, does it nip it in the bud when it comes to not betting on the NFL and not betting on college football? That to me is an interesting question. And I don't necessarily have the answer to that. But if the gray area that is added doesn't take away from what we're trying to actually fight, which is not betting on, on the NFL, then why is the amendment there in the first place? Yeah. I, you don't hear about like NHL and NBA players having these negative stories with gambling. It's really all NFL and they have the strictest rules about it. Exactly. You're right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go nuts with some NFL divisional parlays right here on the BetQL Network.